Yes, indeed. Good times. Good times are rolling. Rolling indeed. Uh, welcome to this, the Red Bulletin Podcast. I'm your host, Andreas Georges. We're talking to top performers in the worlds of adventure, sports, culture, music. We're trying to under- uncover uh, the hurdles that they had to overcome, the, the secrets, the tips that made them better. We're going to take uh, a moment today. Uh, we're going to do a little preview podcast, a little podcast preview. Put those words in whatever order you'd like. Um, I wanted to talk ahead of next week's podcast uh, about a man, about a, a party promoter in Brooklyn in 2001, a guy named James Spooner. He was a young African-American man who bounced between California and New York in his youth and found consistency in his love for punk music. But he felt very, he felt isolated at the performances. Um, the violent nature of that, sometimes violent nature of that hardcore subculture, the overwhelmingly white um, attendees at the, at the concerts kept him from fully connecting and feeling at home in the music he loved so much. So Spooner decided to do the most punk rock thing he could think of, and without any prior experience, he made a documentary interviewing punk music fans of color across America and bands. 2003's Afropunk was well-received at film festivals, and screenings across the country were packed out. So Spooner started a message board. Now, keep in mind, this is early days of Internet 2.0. There was no social media. More and more folks flocked online to his website at afropunk.com, trading messages and, and seeking community. These were people of color who didn't fit into society's mold of what they should dress like or how they should behave and who they should be listening to. They were straight, gay, transgender, and they dressed fabulously. <laughs> he connected with a, uh, with a guy named Matthew Morgan, this London-bred hustler, a music manager who represented a punk singer, a punk rock band at the time, fronted by a woman named Santi White, who some of you might now know as Santi Gold. She's gone on to have quite the career. And the two hit upon the idea of turning those film screenings into events. They had their first show at the Delancey Lounge in Manhattan. They had it downstairs. If you can picture it, it was about 25, 30 kids just moshing to punk music, massive mosh pit, um, just smiling with massive grins on their faces, uh, absolute expressions of release and, and joy. And Morgan remembered uh, thinking, wow, man, if we, can, if we can bottle this somehow, if we can bottle this spirit, uh, if we can give it wings, if we can head it, help it grow, uh, it would turn into quite the movement. In 2005, at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, Spooner and Morgan put on the first Afropunk festival over several days. They screened films, they organized concerts at uh, various venues with folks like Janelle Monet, who was then unknown. Um, black skaters and BMX riders performed tricks. Uh, from there, it grew. It moved to Fort Greene Park the next year and evolved into the mix of the music festival, arts and cultural festival, and and incredible fashion catwalk that it is today. 
Now, Morgan and Spooner had their differences of opinion, which uh, led to Spooner eventually leaving Afropunk. And Morgan found a new partner, a woman named Jocelyn Cooper, a veteran of the music industry who sought more meaning in her life and wanted to affect a bit more change in the industry that she loved so much. And it's Morgan and, and Cooper who we'll be talking to next week. Uh, they are the... Um, heads of uh, what is now the Afropunk movement. It's a music festival that has been held in Atlanta and Paris and London and, of course, New York. Um, it's a cultural movement. It's a value system. It preaches inclusivity above all. The music offering, though, has evolved as well. Uh, Lenny Kravitz and Crace Jones have performed, as has hip-hop provocateur Tyler, the Creator, Names that you normally wouldn't really find together on a bill, but uh, that's exactly what Morgan's after. He, uh, he wanted to challenge people's ideas of what Afropunk could be, and he's evolved it from its punk roots into, into something a lot more broad. And really, there's, there's nothing more punk rock than that. So we're going to talk to Jocelyn and Matt next week about the responsibility they feel for that community, the community they helped grow and uh, which continues to grow. We're going to talk to them about the um, evolution of their own careers. Um, both of them have incredibly interesting stories. Cooper hailing from a family that was very active in, in the civil rights movement in New York and uh, Matthew um, a background as a, uh, uh, clothing salesman and stylist in London um, who eventually just uh, trusted his instinct and made the jump to New York. Um, it's going to be a really, really interesting hour of conversation. Um, hope you'll join us. And um, also, if you, if you like this podcast and if you want others to find it, why don't you uh, drop a review on iTunes? Why don't you rate us? Why don't you let us know what you think of First Name James, whether he indeed is the first name in podcasting. I have my doubts. All right. See you next time. But a little song, a little tune to play, to make the good times roll.